Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know, obviously you want to have somebody that's a great teacher. You know, uh, I think that's important because, you know, he has to coach the coaches to coach the position. I think that's the number one trait of any great coach. Um, you know, you have to be able to have uh, the innovation you know, to, to really look at um, the players that you have and be able to help enhance and put those guys in position to succeed uh, and to get explosives and to move the ball down the field. So um, that right there, I think, is the most important thing. Uh, the, the teacher part of it and then the innovation part of it and the creativity, I think, is going to be the biggest part. Did he say, hang on, Alex, did he just say that he you have to find the coach, the coach of the position? Is that what he said? I believe he said you have to find a coach that coaches the coaches. The coaches, the coaches. I believe oh. that's what he said, yes. All right. I'm sold. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, it's Chris Ranji. Uh, hour two of the show tonight, which means you get me um, for two more hours. I'm with you until nine o'clock, and I don't know what's on after that, and I don't care. Because it's you and me right now, big boy. So let's go ahead and go back to the guest line once again. It is the Circa Sports Illinois guest line. And my dude, Mark Grody, joins us tonight to talk a little bears. Hey, Mark. What's going on, Ron? I, um, you kind of got me in mid-thought here right now, believe it or oh. not. Yeah, uh, I'll, were... I'll take a break. You can finish it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I mean, on something that you said before the okay. break, what was your question about Ryan Poles? Do you trust Ryan Poles? Was that yeah. the question you yeah, I think I, I think I do. Yeah, I think I do too. And I was like thinking about a lot of things since you said that. And I, I'm going to go in order of most recent. And what I was just thinking was how Ryan Poles right now, he's so young into the job. So I understand that as a disclaimer to what I'm about to say. But there are big time elements of both Ryan Pace and Jerry Angelo in what's going on right now with with the Bears and Ryan Poles exactly. And what, what I mean by that is Interesting. all three of them built pretty good defenses. Jerry Angelo, you could say, built a great defense, took a big swing on Julius Peppers. Ryan Pace built what should have been a longer-lasting good defense, elite defense in 2018, took a big, huge swing and got Khalil Mack. 
And that brings us to, to Ryan Pol- and, I, and I'm just glossing over the offense because you know the story of the offense. Both Angelo and Pace also took massive swings on quarterbacks. Um, you know, Ryan, Angelo may be the biggest one in Bears history with Jay Cutler, and then Ryan Pace moving up to number two and passing up everybody else to to snag Mitchell Trubisky. And then that brings us to Ryan Poles, because taking a big swing on a defensive end in Montez Sweat, and now it has what looks to be a growing good, maybe great someday defense. But here we are in the same old place, where the offense is suspect, and can you get that part right? Because none of his predecessors did, ultimately, and now that's, that's what we're talking about. I, and I'd like to think that's probably been the theme of a lot of your conversations tonight with the offense. And that's where, no, actually we're talking about the new rules in baseball um, for most of the night, and then we just, <laughs> we abandoned that and just started talking bears. Uh, uh. <laughs> A little inside joke for people. Uh, I'll quickly explain this for if they didn't hear it, but uh, it was the beginning of the season. It was like first week of the season, and uh, Grody was texting into the score text line while I was on, on hit and run, I think, or inside the clubhouse, whatever it was, and he was yelling at me to stop talking about the rules. Just talk baseball. It was awesome. Uh, I did. It happened. (laughs) It was so funny. You Meatball Mark came out. Yeah, I was like, uh, I forgot. I was, I kind of forgot you were like on the radio, and like you could definitely tell it was me. So, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, so but, but I, here's the the thing that the number one pick complicates, right? Because, all right, in any other in any other situation, in any other pick, you would say, okay, stop swinging for the fence on a quarterback. Stop huh. chasing the quarterback. Build right. your team. And use those picks to build your team. But because it's the number one pick and because everybody's talking about Caleb Williams as the as the second coming, that he resets their quarterback their their rookie clock. He resets that. So that means there's money you're going to save. They already have a good salary cap position right now. So that sets them up nicely for the next few years. But also if you if you were to trade that pick, you're going to get first-round picks in return, multiple, which could also help you build your team. That's why the number one pick and having it makes this so complicated. It really is, and it's very easy to. I think most Bears fans could probably say, like, if it was a classic school debate, a competitive debate, and you're told, here is your side and here is the other side, you could definitely make it. I mean, I'm thinking about the division right now, Chris. And look at the Detroit Lions. The Lions have, we know that Jared Goff is their quarterback. Is Justin Fields not as good as Jared Goff? I mean, I'd like to think that he could get to as good as exactly. Goff. Exactly. I, I, I think it, the, the talent is, he's better than Jared Goff, uh, Jared Goff talent-wise. And I don't think there's I any agree. question about that. Yep, yep. And, and Detroit... They have built, obviously they've made some shrewd moves in free agency, but they've built from within, and they don't even have a great defense yet. So you look at this Detroit model, which everybody has been breathless over, and I understand it. I get it. Not, it's not very often the Detroit Lions were talking about winning two playoff games in an off season, um, but that that definitely is a, a model that everybody has envied, and it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to attain that if 
if you at least think you can make Justin Fields a little bit better. Now, honestly, Chris, like I, I my, I think my hope is that, that I'm still on team take the big swing, take what's behind door number three, and Kale Williams, you know more than door number three. But that that I still think that 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 big swing has to be made in this case. I don't know if that's going to be the case though. So, Grody, here's where I am on the whole thing. And during the season, watching it all play out, I'm I, I'm all in on fields. And I think I still am, but there is part of me that is intrigued by the idea of them drafting Williams. And I don't think I would hate it if they do it. And I'd love to give you this sports radio uh, Mike and Mad Dog hot take. I'd love to give you that. I would love to. But I'm, I'm being real. I... I think I'm okay if they don't, unless Fields goes somewhere else and balls out and Williams is only um, uh, about as good as what Fields was. You know what I mean? When he was yeah. here, like, if it, that's the thing to me, and maybe this, maybe I'm expecting too much, but in my well, head, in my head, yeah. I feel like if they, if they, if they draft Caleb Williams, they have to be certain that Caleb Williams in the NFL is significantly better than Justin Fields. That's my thinking. Is that wrong? No, I mean, and that's where the do you trust the general manager, Ryan Bowles? That's where that question, I think, comes in really handy that you were discussing before you brought me on. And, you know, like, you have to trust that Ryan Bowles and his scouting staff, which he has made his, have, do they, like, if there, maybe there's some things that, that, that are deal breakers with Caleb Williams. We have no idea right now what Ryan Poles is thinking. But I will say this about Caleb Williams, that this is not just something that's out of nowhere in any way, shape, or form. You know, there is large contingency of people that I've spoken to and that I have read just like anybody else that say that this is, this is a legitimately great prospect where there right. have been past years where those guys don't exist. So he's, I don't need to go in deeply in that because I think most people understand that at this point. He has a chance to be, and this is tough, like like we talk about great quarterbacks, but like the, the Bears would be taking a swing for one of those guys, one of those elite guys, somebody that is not just Kirk Cousins, who's a very good quarterback and is a franchise quarterback, but next level. So that's why it's so tempting. And then you look at Justin Fields, we all know the flaws, it, it's a matter of he got better, but he didn't make the jump. Is the jump to something stable? Is that still there? And that's a question that I still need to have answered. Well, let, let me ask this question, and maybe you've already played this out. Um, I'm, I'm busy down in St. Louis uh, following New Hampshire primaries, so uh, so I haven't <laughs> yeah. I haven't listened to the station as much as I wish I had. Um, but let's Are you say tonight. Uh, what's that? Are you doing the Republican New Hampshire break-ins tonight during your show, or what? Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> like, oh, Nikki Haley, she's losing. Um, <laughs> that's we will be talking about it tomorrow. I, I do know that. And by the oh, way, in case you're wondering, um, uh, Donald Trump is leading the New Hampshire primary with 16% uh, reporting. Just so you know. Uh, at, at any rate, the um, the the I wonder if there were a couple of games this year that went the wrong direction in the last moments 
and not always of any fault of Justin Fields. I mean, there was the Browns game. We, we've talked about that. There were dropped passes late. Other than that, Browns, um, you know, Hail Mary. If they win enough games to make the playoffs and Fields played exactly like he played this year, are we even having the conversation of drafting another quarterback? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, unfortunately for Justin Fields and those who support Justin Fields, he just left enough out there that, that we didn't see, or that I'm assuming the Bears didn't see, that you have to consider the possibility of moving on from him. You know what I mean? And like, I, I think most people want, I wanted to see the jump. You know, I wanted to see it. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was hoping. But like, even from, from training camp, it just it wasn't there. You talk about the fourth quarter, that's such a huge, and, you know, I understand, like, not even withstanding the, the major collapses that you talked about, we'll even leave those out, there have just been too many times where he has turned the ball over, fumbled the ball, made a wrong decision through a key interception, and there's so many times where the interceptions come after, like, sparkling plays, like where he, this year, I can't remember who it was against, but that's older field, he ran, you know, about a 37-yard play, in the red zone, and then the next play he threw an interception. Right. So the good and the bad were like so close to each other with Justin Fields. But because of that, that's what makes it complicated, that those two rubbed up against each other, the greatness and the not great portion of Justin Fields' game. And it's a matter of like trying to, in your own head, decipher, can you live with that, and will one of them get better, or will one of them digress? So it's still such a complicated game, I think, with Justin Fields. Do you like the Sean Waldron hiring? Um, I thought it was a safe hiring. You know, I think that when we first started this exercise, the main thing that I wanted was somebody with actual play calling experience. And sometimes we set these low bars because, well, you know, I, I think that Luke Getzey, who I've probably supported more than most, he was hurt by not being experienced. Then he comes in and he is tasked with developing a young quarterback. He has never called plays in his life. How many plays has he actually designed in his life, considering that he came from Green Bay, where you had quarterback and coach in sync? Um, you know, how much did he actually do? So that was my big thing. You got it. Like, I, I need to look at the resume and I need to see. So he's called plays the last three years, he's been part of the the Geno Smith reclamation project uh, you know, has had a diverse resume previous to that with the Rams as passing game coordinator, QB coach, tight end coach. That definitely checks some boxes for me. Now what he did last year, like if you just look at last year, it certainly wasn't overwhelming. 21st in total offense, 14th in passing, 17th in points. Um, they were better two years ago and maybe even in the first year as well. Um, but, it, it wasn't like anything that blew you out of the water. And I'm sure, like, I didn't watch, like, every single Seattle game. I'm sure there's more to it than just the raw numbers that I'm giving here, more insight and more that you have to actually look into. You want to actually evaluate him. But, you know, I, I would say it's a safe pick and one that we'll see. I, I will allow him, like I allow all Bears offensive coordinators, to be the one, <laughs> to be the one that takes Chicago Bears offense to the next level. Aren't we on a streak of something like uh, every two years getting a new um, a new offensive coordinator? It's it's about oh, yeah. that, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Awesome. 100%. Because if you're not firing the head coach, somebody's got to go. So it's it's been like that, man. I, I asked Spielberger earlier, Did do you think they did the right thing keeping Eberflus? Uh, did they do the right thing? Um, yeah, I suppose they did. I suppose they did. I mean, I've been... I've been talking about the fact that I think he's going to come back since the beginning of this year, just right. because there was there were some tells from Ryan Poles when the when the crap was hitting the fan, and Ryan Poles took you know made sure to give huge support to hey while we're here here's a here's a huge vote of confidence from Ryan Poles to Matt Eberflus I knew he was coming back anytime that anybody would ask me I said yeah he's coming back because sometimes you can just tell. Um, and I do, I mean, there's two, two huge things that go in, in his favor in keeping Matt Eberflus. Number one, the first year was a bust, and that wasn't on Eberflus, or it shouldn't have been. It was just a right. bust of a year. You knew what was happening. And then he did, I mean, you can't deny, like, if we're going to look at something that any fan or any pe- person in the media, anybody could see, oh, the defense got better when he took over, and the defense got pretty good. The defense goes from 30th against the run to first against the run. Um, I, that that stuff that that's heavy. That's heavy duty stuff. Like that's not having to look deep and you know really go into the numbers to figure out what his decision making and all that. Like that's pretty good. So and and then I'll throw in too the the just what Poles was saying. He did keep things together. That I'm sure not everybody in that locker room likes Matt Eberflus, but. He's not unpopular, and they, they seem to like him. So, yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess he deserves it. But at the same time, I think he's still on the clock. You know, I don't think that you go and give him a fresh paper or something like that if you start the season two and one. You know, I think that you're still there's still a lot to be seen from Matt Eberflus, and in some cases a lot to be desired still. So that was my feeling about the hiring or the, the, the decision to bring him back was that, okay, to me, that means Field stays. Because if there's even uh, a thought that he could get fired in this next upcoming season, if, if Caleb yeah. Williams comes in and they expect him to start right away, I just can't imagine they're going to do this again where they would bring in a rookie quarterback, have him start playing, uh, or a young quarterback, have him start playing, and then fire the head coach one year in. It'd be three times in a row. I know that's been gone over time and time again. So, to me, it either means they're keeping fields, or Flus has the has the confidence beyond this upcoming season that it's not going to be a hey. Even if things are rough this year, we're still we, we still believe in you, and you're going to come back the following year too. You know what I mean? Is, is there any possibility that's true? Well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, well, but it's possible. The one thing, I'm, I'm thinking back now to the presser, and one of the things, I think it was a question I asked, actually, and it was about, I asked Ryan Poles about autonomy. Did you, like, was this your choice? And he said, yeah. And then, but he also said, it just so happens that everybody else, Kevin Warren and George McCaskey, uh, 100% supported it. So, that's just my adding, connecting a dot to they like him. They like him. They all like him. There was not a dissenting voice, obviously, or Ryan Poles. Like, I believe him when he said that. He's not going to lie about that. He's not going to sit there with those guys sitting, you know, two feet from him, by the way, 
and say something that's not true about their support of Matt. So you've got these guys who really like Matt Eberflus. I see why. Like, if you own the team and you're running a team, you'd like Matt Eberflus just because he's just a worker, man. You know, he's working. So you could see that. And would it actually add to, I, I would hope that, like smarter heads would prevail in that case that just because right. you like the guy and he had one season where some things happened that you didn't expect. Um, but I'll say one more thing from that press conference now while I'm thinking about one of the, one of my takes, one of my takeaways from that press conference was that I was surprised to walk out of there thinking in my head, they are not positive about Justin Fields right now. They may still be keeping Justin Field. I even tweeted about it, and as you would imagine, it was like a 50-50 fight. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right, Grody. And the other people like, are you an idiot? I didn't hear that. I heard the whole, I heard the whole press conference. I didn't hear that. I, I heard some things. And so it, it makes me think that there could potentially still be support for Justin Fields coming back, and that it's not fate to complete as a lot of people might suspect. I have to tell you, the, the Fields um, conversation goes beyond Chicago, and my guess is, my feeling is, that more than half, maybe close to two-thirds of Bears fans feel like they need to just build around Fields and help him out and, and stick mm-hmm. with him. I That's my guess. It's it's just that I don't, I don't have hard numbers on that. But also, nationally, you know, when I talk to fans who are not particularly fans of the Bears... They, a lot of them are like, oh, you got to, I think they got to keep him. I think they have to keep him and, and build around him. I, I hear that a lot. So this is, yeah. this is such a fascinating conversation. It really, really is. And yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I really go back and forth on this, though. I think I lean toward keeping Justin. Huh. It's always funny when you ask, like, other national people or people who don't watch Justin Fields every week, and they're, and they're all like, Oh yeah, no, he, he's good, man. That could, because there is because of what we're talking about, like yeah, like boss level, he is great in terms of like his athletic ability, his ability to, to throw the ball. Like he he checks all the boxes, so it's impo- that's another part of this. Like not only was Justin Fields a better quarterback this year, none of that potential spectacular part has like upped and gone away. You know what I mean? We just watched Lamar dominate the other day and have a potential MVP season for him. And and I think Justin Fields, you'd have to say, is probably ahead of where Lamar Jackson was at this point in his career in terms of passing the football. So, again, I'm going off on this tangent here, but there there are tantalizing things about Justin Fields. He's only 24 years old. So, I, I think that I hope he finds the the right person, whether it's the Bears or not, to continue to develop him and get him to take that jump and sort of, um, you know, I'd like to see Justin Field play the way he said he wants to play and play freely and loosely. I don't think he really ever has looked that way. And I, it's, I don't think the environment allowed him to. He had so many things working against him, not intentionally, but uh, a lot yeah. working against him, which I'm certain stunted his growth a little bit. And I also hope he overcomes it, whether it's here or elsewhere. And if it's somewhere else, hey, if he rubs their faces in it, they will deserve it. I'll, I'll just say that right now. Um, Mark Grody? Yeah, yep. well, go ahead. Do you have something uh, no, that you want to share? 
No, Chris, that's it. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure what was going on. If the interview was over, or what the deal yeah, it's was, over. So. It's seven twenty-six, okay. dude. Oh no, no, that's perfect. I gotta go, man. You called me. Hey, I gotta go too. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump won New Hampshire. In case you're wondering. <laughs> wow. So what time yeah. will you guys be discussing that? Ten a.m. to two. Is that when your show? Oh, ten. Ten to one tomorrow. But just, just Republican New Hampshire primary talk on uh, oh, Odyssey sister station KMOX. Oh, it's going to be great. I've tuned into your show before. I, I find it very entertaining. Now, this, this, the politics, probably mostly not my bag, but I, I like a little Chris Rogers. Remember, I was harassing you one time, I think. <laughs> did you down there? Oh, I man. did down there, too. Well, no, yeah. but I texted you instead of the text. Some, you guys That's right. I think you did. About dancing or something like that, and I okay. checked in on yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You're my remember? guy. Yep. I remember. My guy. Bye, Chris. Bye, Grody. See you, bud. That's, Bye. That's Mark Grody. Mark Grody covers the Bears for this fine radio station, an Odyssey radio station. Um, the number, you got it, 312-644-6767. Uh, we continue the discussion tonight. We will talk to uh, Josh Schrock. He is going, oh gosh. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. She's coming up soon. Oh, man, I totally forgot about it. I, I thought it was next hour. He's coming up soon. He's coming up at 740. We'll continue the Bears discussion with you next. 312-644-6767. Chris Ranji on the score. You know, he has to coach the coaches to coach the position. Uh, everything I talked about in the beginning, just in terms of his leadership and stability, I really think that the head coach needs to be able to captain the ship when the seas are storm or the, when the seas have storms and really keep everything settled. Uh, when you go through hard times and you can keep everyone together, to me, that's like the critical piece uh, in a big uh, in a market like this. Like you have to be strong. I mean. If he's jumping off the boat and everyone else starts jumping off the boat, it's a hot mess. That is Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, talking about his head coach, Matt Eberflus, who he has decided to retain. 
We're still uh, taking this Bears conversation um, up until the 8 o'clock hour. And we still might have some on the other side of that. But we'll get into a little bit of White Sox as well with the uh, possibility of a new stadium uh, moving to the South Loop. Let's talk to James in Antioch. What's going on, James? Evening, sir. I just kind of want to know what Grody was smoking when he tries to sit there and say that Fields is further along in his development after three years. When Lamar Jackson was at a 66% completion percentage in year two, winning an MVP. And another quick comment about Eberflus. I don't know what Poles is thinking, considering literally almost his entire coaching staff underneath him has had to be fired either because they were bad or because of off-the-field stuff that we have no clue what happened. Yeah, first of all, I don't recall Grody saying that about Lamar Jackson, but I, I, I could be mistaken. Maybe I missed it. Um, I, I do think that Lamar Jackson very easily came into a better situation by a million miles than Justin Fields did. Better coaching, better line, just just all-around better situation, more stable organization. So clearly that helps his development. That's that's the where the Fields and Jackson comparison ends for me. And as far as the coaching, I agree with you. I agree with you. And what Poles says about, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially saying, look, you know, when they're facing adversity, they could just pack it in, but they didn't. These guys did not pack it in, and they, they fought through it. And my gut feeling, my first reaction to that is, well, didn't he create a lot of the adversity? I mean, yeah, it's great that he knew how to get out of it but didn't he kind of start it it's almost like starting a fire in your kitchen and having the fire damage most of the kitchen but you put it out and then you say well at least i didn't burn the house down well you're right you didn't burn the house down but you started a kitchen fire that's not good could you imagine if his defensive coordinator wouldn't have been unceremoniously let go in the middle of the year we're not even having this discussion discussion chris well i mean there are two coaches that who knows what the hell they were doing and why do we still not know what was going on don't you think we should know what, what was happening yes when you have two guys on your staff who are relatively important and who are fired for um uh conduct shouldn't we get to know what the conduct was like if there if there are I, and I'm just saying hypothetically if there are victims involved which it doesn't sound like there are but if there were we don't need to know who the victims are but we should know there are victims and I think we should shouldn't we know what they did wrong it's just oh these guys have been let go because of conduct all right let's never talk about it again what how did we let that go so quickly uh, Derek and Piatone with us what's going on Derek. Oh, Chris. Hey, man. I uh, appreciate it. And, um, you know, I wanted to first off answer the question about trusting polls. Um, I'm 40 years old. I've been a Bears fan since birth. I mean, you know, I've seen it all, and I can tell you this much. For the first time in my life, I actually trust our GM to do what's best for our team. And so, having said that, I agree. I was listening to you and Grody talk about, you know, oh, well, if polls or if we win that Denver game and or we win the, the Cleveland game and we make the playoffs, we're not having this discussion. Um, to me, it's a no-brainer. We trade the pick. We collect capital. 
and we build around Justin Fields. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. across from DJ Moore would look pretty good. Um, you know, the Waldron hire was a good hire. I support it. I think he's going to be a good weapon for us um, in terms of his creativity. Uh, and honestly, I'm just, I'm ready. I, I think, you know, all this talk about Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, I don't, I, he has the talent that's undeniable, but he's very similar to Fields with, you know, the athleticism, with the, 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 some of the positive things, but also with some of the negative things. And he's going to be coming in as a rookie. So, to me, I think Poles is going to make the right choice. If it was me, I know what I would do. Like I just said, I would, you know, try to trade out and still get Marvin Harrison sure. Jr. But, you know, I completely trust our GM for the first time in my life. And I'm yeah, never going to say that. That's a beautiful thing. Derek, uh, I appreciate the call. I don't know that I fully trust the coaching decisions, and, but I do believe coaching is different than personnel. There are some guys who are just good at certain things. Some guys are good at making trades. Some guys are really good at drafting. Um, some guys are good at, at putting a good staff in place, a good coach in place. I, I, I don't know that I trust the Eberflus thing. But talking strictly roster, at this point, forget the Claypool stuff. Yeah, mistake. I, I get that. Uh, letting Roquan Smith go, you could argue, is a mistake. But the defense got pretty good. And a lot of it was because of the Montez Sweat uh, acquisition. And I think overall, with the exception of a couple spots on the roster, he's done pretty well. The line looks a lot better. The offensive line looks a lot better at the end of the season than it did in the beginning of the season, with the exception of the center. The center has got to be fixed because um, that is a problem for the quarterback, and it was clear they need a center who can do two things block and snap and i don't think block and snap and i don't think either of their centers can do either of those things they're just so bad at both of them so um and yeah it doesn't matter what your tackles and your guards are like if your center if, if you're weak up the middle that's not good. So what it means is if you replace the center with somebody who is good, now you're talking about a line that's that's decent. That's at least decent because there was some improvement. And I, and I think you have to at least um, evaluate fields in part on the center and the line that he was dealing with for most of the year. And I think it's unfair if you don't do that. All right, let's visit with, uh, before we get to break here, do, do we have time for a call or do we need to go? You tell me, Alex, you're in charge. One more. Jim and Beecher, you're on the score. Hey, good evening, Chris. Good to hear you, my man. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, first a real quick comment, then I'll get into my thing about the Bears. Dude, I would love to see you do the White Sox TV job. That's just my opinion, so for what that's oh. worth. I, I, I envision that the White Sox are casting a wide net for the TV job and looking for the best person available. I can't imagine they're doing anything but that. Uh, anyway, uh, the reason I uh, called was, uh, I want your opinion. In other words, do you see what I see here? And that is, uh, according to my eye test, nothing more, nothing less, but their offensive line, when it comes to pass uh, protection, is bottom third in the league, not really good. And having said that, uh, unless Poles has some plans for fixing this, I don't care who you got to play quarterback in 24. Fields, Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May, whoever, 
they're going to have their problems. Period. So I just want to see. Do you see what I see? Yeah, I I think uh, some of what Fields does on the field makes it more difficult for pass blockers. So that is part of the challenge for them because he does bail a lot. But some of him bailing could be that he doesn't trust those guys or didn't trust them earlier and that's still in his mind. Like I said, what people are trying to make the comparison between Lamar and Justin, which I don't think is a fair comparison because of that line, because of what what Lamar came into the situation he came into was much, much better for a young quarterback. Fields was running for his life immediately, and I bet he's still a little gun-shy because of it. I, I can't imagine that, that that's not part of his problem. And I think he can get past some of that stuff. It just matters. The question is, are they going to be able to be patient on that? And I don't know that they are. And I don't... I wish that I could tell you, listen, this is sports radio, as I've said a million times. I'm supposed to have a take that is 100% certain, and if you don't agree with me, I will uh, punch you in the face because you're wrong, and you deserve to be punched in the face. But I'm telling you right now, I don't know what the right thing to do is. And I think I lean toward keeping fields, but there is a big part of me, and I'm only being honest, that is intrigued by what Caleb Williams can be. But I'll tell you this, they better get it right. Whatever their decision on quarterback, they better get it right. No pressure. Josh Schrock will talk some Bears with us when we come back. 312-644-6767. Text messages, we're going to get to a a bunch of those have come in. Haven't gotten to a single one yet, but I will. I promise you. Chris Ranji filling in on the screen. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Four. Bears. Hey, it's The Score. Hey, I'm Chris Ranji. Hope you're doing well. I am with you tonight until, uh, what time? Ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, 9 o'clock. I'm with you until 9 o'clock. Let's keep talking some Bears football. We visit with Bears Insider for NBC Sports Chicago, host of the Under Center podcast. And you can follow him on Twitter at Schrock underscore and underscore awe. Josh Schrock is with us on The Score. Hi, Josh. Hey, how are you doing? Man, I am killing it over here. I hope you are too. Um, so let me just let me just ask you a, a a general question here. With everything the Bears have done, they've kept an off mm-hmm. they've kept a head coach. They have acquired the new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. How do you feel about those two things specifically? Uh, yeah, I think you can divorce them. I think if we start with Shane Waldron, uh, I love the hire. I think he's a really talented play caller. Who I think two weeks ago when they were getting ready to fire Luke Getzey. He said, hey, they're going to get Shane Waldron. been like, well, there's no way that guy's even going to be available. Let alone, why would he come here to, you know, coach for a guy who might be on the hot seat? Um, Pete Carroll steps down, and, and he's available. And uh, really, really smart hire. I think he's creative, bright. Um, he really knows how to scheme around what his personnel can and can't do. 
Um, obviously, he did great work with Geno Smith. He's quarterback versatile. So I think that hire in a vacuum is great. I still, the decision to keep Matt Eberflus, I still think, kind of baffles me just because I think when you have the number one overall pick, you kind of have a free role to be like, hey, it was great work with the defense. Seven and ten was, you know, good considering everything, but it's not good enough. And with generational coaches out there like Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, um, Bill Belichick, I mean, Ben Johnson is a really hot name. I, I thought Brian Pulse could have taken a swing and really set the Bears up for success and likely his new quarterback, but um, the Waldron hire I love, and we'll see if we'll see if what Eberflus showed over the last two months is, is sustainable and not, as Ryan Pulse said, a house of cards. What do you believe, um, as far as this upcoming season, and I guess even beyond that, how much leeway does Eberflus have with with the front office and with ownership? Because is it a situation where they could draft a quarterback and that guy starts as a rookie and they don't like what Eberflus is doing and they fire him at the end of the year or midseason? Is that, I mean, is that possible or does he have more confidence than that from them? Midseason, I would say no. That's just something the Bears have never done. That's not how they roll. Now, they do the draft a rookie quarterback and fire the head coach after one season thing a whole lot. They did it with just their Fields. thing, man. They did it with Mitch Trubisky. That is their that is their jam. That is uh, <laughs> if you were to you were to ask me to explain the Bears in one sentence, I would draw you that diagram. Um, so that that's probably possible. But I think what um, you know what being able to lure Shane Waldron here does kind of tell me. I mean, this is a guy who could have gone to New Orleans, maybe Las Vegas. You know, maybe gone and filled Ben Johnson's spot in Detroit. He would have had a number of offers. What it kind of tells me is that that guy's willing to come here and take this job. Not only is it very appealing to coach whoever the quarterback is, but he probably has some assurances that Matty Refuse has a longer rope, especially given the fact that Matty Refuse, Ryan Poles, and Shane Waldron all have the same representation. We are visiting with Josh Schrock here on The Score. And do you think that the hiring, and this is a question that's been asked over and over again, um, mm-hmm. I'm I, I don't have an answer for it, hoping you might have a little insight. Do you think yeah. the, the hiring of Waldron signifies anything as far as what they will do with the quarterback? No, I don't think so at all. I think it doesn't. I don't think it shows their cards at all because I think he has shown that he can coach Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff and Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, and that's, that's great. And I think a big part of the interview process, as they said, was, hey, how, do you, how would you coach Justin Fields? How would you coach Caleb Williams? How might you coach Caleb or Drake May? Um, so I, I don't think it tips their hand at all. And you know, I mean, I've seen I've seen everyone go back and forth. Right? There's the QB collective stuff. Well, Shane Waldron he coached a QB collective. Caleb Williams is training with Rich Scandrello, who's a QB collective guy. Well, Justin Fields also trained a QB collective when he was in high school, so that goes out the window. So I think the Bears are going to take this down to the wire, and I think Shane Waldron is going to have a big say in where they go, but I don't think that the hire itself tells you where they're leaning. Do you think that their conversation with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, do you think there was any real possibility they were going to hire him? Was it a fact-finding mission? What do you suppose was happening? Yeah, I think it's very likely that that interview was scouting Caleb Williams under the guise of a job interview. And I think, you know, that there's what they interviewed nine guys, right? I don't think all nine of those interviews were serious interviews. I think Cliff Kingsbury was very much, hey, you've spent the last year with Caleb Williams. What's he like as a person? What's he like as a teammate? What works? What doesn't work? If you were to drop an offense for him, 
what do you like? What does he do well? What doesn't he do well? And I think the same thing can be said with Greg Roman in the sense of, hey, you were really successful with running quarterbacks. We like Justin's mobility. If you come here, how would you design this offense? You take that information, and then you give it to whoever you hire. Al, what are they going to do, do you believe, at center? <sighs> I, mean, I, I think you got to draft someone on on day two, day, early day three. I think you just got to got to get that solidified, right? You've got right tackle, good to go. You've got left guard, assumingly good to go for at least 12 to 13 games. That's that's about Tevin, Tevin Jenkins kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's his kind of lifespan in the uh, NFL season at this point. Uh, right guard is set. Left tackle, not really sure. I think you just got to go and get maybe a guy like Cedric Van Praan out of Georgia, Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon, um, you know, maybe Frazier out of West Virginia. Get a guy on day two or day three who fits this scheme, and, and you can just lock that down because that was, you know, the offensive line was so much better this year than it was in 2022 because it was abysmal in 2022, but center was still a massive, massive problem, and I don't think going back to the row with Lucas Patrick or another you know, veteran filler is, is the way to go. It doesn't really matter if your guards and tackles are good if your center can't do anything. Your right. your line's in trouble. Um, I want to go back to coaching for just a moment because mm-hmm. I know that the hiring process beyond offensive coordinator has started up, and there's some, some Seahawks guys that have been drawing interest from the Bears. Uh, yeah, yeah, they interviewed the uh, passing game coordinator, um, today, I would imagine he'll come with Shane Waldron. He's a guy who is very, very highly respected um, in the league. The guy DK Metcalf really credited with with his rise, kind of helping him understand the intricacies of routes and how to set up corners and you know create big plays. I think their uh, their their run game coordinator slash O line uh, O line coach might come as a as a as a run game coordinator. He's a guy who. Um, who did some good work with a uh, with a young offensive line this year that was really really beaten up. Um, so yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of those Seahawks guys, and I'm I'm curious if some of the guys that interviewed uh, for OC maybe take on take on a a role on the staff. You know, Liam Cohen coached with Shane Waldron uh, in his college days, so so maybe that's a that's a QB coach idea. So we'll see how that pans out. Josh Schrock, appreciate your time tonight. Thank you for giving us a few moments. Yeah, you got it anytime. That is Josh Schrock, Bears Insider for NBC Chicago. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Schrock underscore and underscore awe. Uh, Yeah, we still do have time for your Bears thoughts. And a lot of people have texted in at 312-644-6767. Haven't had an opportunity to get to those, but I will. However, when we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about what might be happening in the South Loop. And have the White Sox provided the only bit of good news uh, that they have given anybody uh, in like the last year plus? And that is the possibility of a new stadium. And should you be as excited about it as you might be? I don't know. Does that make sense? We'll talk about that when we come back. And Bears, it's all open. Everything's on the table. 312-644-6767. Chris Ranji on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.